Welcome to Mindful Moments from Saybrook University, where we offer these wisdom gems every Monday and Friday at 12.15 Eastern Time and 9.15 Pacific Time. Today, we're going to look at mindfulness as a place to enter a space of calm and equanimity, to make friends, if you will, with the space of fear that normally comes up. So fear is a reaction that we have to any sense of threat. And as organisms that need to stay alive, we need to feel this sort of fear. But once we can understand what that fear is, that it's just our survival mechanism assessing threat levels, then we can really work with it. So I'm Dr. Donna Rockwell, and I teach mindfulness, meditation, and health at Saybrook University. So we're going to start today with the typical mindfulness awareness practice. And what this is going to do is help us actually look at our thinking process, our cognitive processes, and come to understand them better so we can be a martial artist of our own mind rather than having our minds control everything we think and feel and do. We have a higher wisdom that we can tap into. So we'll do that today. We start mindful awareness practice, shamatha vipassana, meeting calm abiding and insight because of the calm abiding, calmness. So we begin this practice with our posture with a sense of sitting upright. Regalness is how we're feeling and thinking, a sense of human dignity. Everyone is a king or a queen or a higher being on their own cushion. So we learn to sit with this sense of self-confidence, innate primordial self-confidence, the self-confidence we had as a child when we were so excited for another new day. Childlike wonder. So we sit with a sense of regalness and dignity. The back is strong and the spine like a, a column of golden coins reaching up to heaven. The heart is open as the chest is and the back and the neck are solid and strong. We sit here with meaning in our precious human birth. Humans connecting heaven and earth. We matter, we're important, we're relevant to the well-being, to the health of our planet and each other. So we sit with the sense of regalness. Our eyes are focused softly on the floor or a tabletop in front of us. Softly focused, half gaze down, it's called a noble gaze, a sense of deep inner humility. As we have this soft focus of our eyes to the carpet or the tabletop in front of us, we become aware of our five senses what we touch, taste, what we smell, what we see, what we hear. 
In Buddhist psychology, these senses are called the sense gates because they connect us to our lived experience. Our senses connect us to our existence. Oftentimes we pay them no attention, but in this practice, we're learning how to fully embrace them and fully experience our life through them. Hands are resting gently on the thighs, palm down, or whatever mudra hand position you feel comfortable with. We feel the skin of our palm against our pant leg. We hear the sounds of traffic or birds outside the window. We can smell the scent of rain or dinner cooking on the stove. We can taste the mint we recently finished. Experience through your senses the colors, shapes, scents, and sounds of everyday things, extraordinary in their ordinariness. Along with recognition of your five senses, now bring your attention to the natural flow of your breath as it goes out and dissolves into space and comes in through your in-breath. Heighten attention on the out-breath as you practice letting go of all thoughts and feelings. The out-breath is the most important breath part because it helps train the mind to let go, to let go of the things that we feel threatened by in the moment, to simply return to the here and now, even if those thoughts are in our mind only. That is the nature of mind to protect us. At the end of the out-breath, notice a small, tiny gap, a space in time before the in-breath occurs. And again, notice that gap in space at the end of the in-breath, just before the out-breath goes out and dissolves into space. A tiny gap. In breath, a tiny gap, long, slow, dissolving out breath, training the mind to let go and return to now. When you find yourself lost in a thought, what should we have for dinner, for example? Or if you feel an emotion like anger or envy or even joy, silently within your mind, label that thought thinking and bring your attention back very gently to the out-breath as it slowly goes out and dissolves again. Repeat this pattern of following your breath 
over and over again. At the next instance that you realize you are caught in a thought, swept away by a story in your mind, simply label the thoughts thinking and return attention once again to the out-breath. Withhold self-judgment and simply be in the moment you're in. Shifting awareness from thought back to breath is the practice of meditation. As we sit together for the next few minutes, following the breath out as it dissolves into space, tiny gap, in breath naturally occurring We will breathe in because we need the oxygen, allowing the in-breath, tiny gap, long, slow, dissolving out-breath. ever so gently, like an Olympic swimmer makes that beautiful turn on the wall in between laps. So we can very gently and with great agility, simply return and turn from thinking to breath. Thich Nhat Hanh says, the breath is the intersection of the body and mind. As we sit aware of incoming stimuli through our five senses, as well as our breath.
a great book title, Being No One, Going Nowhere. We simply just be. We simply sit. returning always, ever so gently, like walking a puppy back home to now. For my master's thesis on meditation, I interviewed several leading teachers in the United States, excerpted in Shambhala's Sun, now called The Lion's Roar, True Stories About Sitting. I'll read what Joseph Goldstein says about meditation. I asked him, what does meditation do for you? Usually we're imprisoned by the things we identify with. We all have well-established habits of thought, emotion, reaction, and judgment. And without the keen awareness of practice, we're just acting out these patterns. When they arise, we're not aware they've arisen. We get lost in them, identify with them, act on them. So much of our life is just acting out these patterns. Bringing awareness to bear on what's arising opens up an incredible space of simply seeing the thoughts come and go. That allows us to make wise choices, which ones to act on, which ones to let go of. When we do that, we get tremendously more creative with our lives. Then I asked, the greatest way in which meditation has changed my life is that And Joseph Goldstein answers, I've become more aware of the nature of my mind, how it creates suffering, and how it can be free. So these meditation practices help free our mind. They help us return to the present moment outside of yesterday and tomorrow, so we can be at peace, have calmness, and find equanimity. So thank you for joining us today for Saybrook's Mindful Moments, and we will see you later in the week and next week. Thank you.